Hey chums, welcome back to A Game With Chumps podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Paul, Paulie C, Paulie B, uh, Paulus the Magnificent, Paulus the Wise, Paulus the Handsome, and Paulus the Magnificent. Uh, two names would have been fine. Even one would have been perfectly normal. I'm like Apollo Creed, man, in um, Rocky, where he has so many nicknames in <laughs> the Count of Monte Fisco. <laughs> uh, and that voice you could hear is my ever beautiful and uh, um, well-mannered and well-manicured presenter, co- co-host, Mr. Ross. Mr. Ross, how you been? What you been up to? What you been playing? Let's get all the pleasantries out of the way. Um, well, since we last did a podcast, not much, because it's only been a week. So just... No, the, the 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 last podcast came out. It wasn't last week. Was it not last week? No, it was a week before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It My does feel like we did it. It does feel like it came out last week, but it, no, it was the, it's been two weeks. Yeah, mm. I think it's still the same stuff. To be honest. Um, yeah, Dead Space came out, so I'm gonna. I've been meaning to try and start that. I just haven't got around to it. And then just playing another game, which we're going to talk about in a little while. Yes, um, to drop the surprise game mm, that got dropped. Pretty fun. Uh, other than that, not much really. Just had some time off work, so I had to go to a family funeral. Yeah, and just haven't had much time to do anything. To be honest, I just sort of, sort of like playing a little bit of a couple of different things. Yeah. Ah, well, yeah. Well, Miss. Thanks for asking, by the way. Um, I've been doing the same thing, you know, playing the uh, new game that got, got dropped during the uh, Xbox uh, Direct. Uh, enjoying that. Uh, other than that, not too much, to be honest. Uh, been watching the Last of Us TV show. It's pretty pretty good. Uh, so at the time of this recording, only two episodes have been released. They release, they drop every Monday. Uh, so tomorrow, we're recording this on Sunday. So tomorrow, the third episode should be out. And we watched my 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 younger sister actually got um Sky Direct Sky um was it Sky Now Now TV no Now TV sorry yeah it's just to watch the uh, Last of Us uh yeah at the moment it's pretty good they've added some stuff into the game to give people a bit more backstory um they've changed so the how you get infected from the uh from the virus. Um, instead of spores now it's tendrils so tendrils come out the out of the uh, infected's mouth um, which I'm not really a big fan of that I kind of think like the spores because it's a fungus so obviously it's it, it would produce like spores and that makes it that's how they, people normally get infected that's why in the game you have to wear a gas mask unless you're Ellie who's immune but um, yeah they changed that well, <laughs> not really. It's like in the that's the whole the fix uh, the thrust of the game. She, you find out pretty early that she's immune. Um, but other than that, it's a it's a really good show. And like we said, it's um we always said that the Last of Us lends itself well to being adapted into live action because the game itself is 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 they 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 structured it to be like a film or a TV show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's so easy. You can't mess that up. But uh, yeah, been uh, been there, been watching that. Um, if my voice sounds a bit croaky, it's because yesterday, a group of chums uh, of ours, we all went out 
to karaoke uh, for three hours in the West End of in London, and I sang a lot of songs, so my throat's a bit sore, and we drank a lot of beer, which is the which seems to be the uh, the, the the norm in our uh, social circles. As was the style at the time. Yeah, <laughs> so we sound a bit if we sound a bit croaky or tired. That's the reason why, because uh, we're getting older now, and it's it's harder to recover from the, a, a, a boozy day. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah it sure man, is. It really is, man. Uh, so I'm just drinking a lot of stuff with electrolytes in it just to get me hydrated <laughs> again. But it's, yeah, soon I'll be like having to put an uh a uh a, a, a fucking what's the thing when you put idea. a I yeah. IV just to get myself going again now. I'll get to that age. But uh yeah. So now uh, we got all that out of the way. Not much has happened in the world of gaming or anything else, I, f- I think. Not 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 too much. So uh we'll skip all that and yeah, we'll just get straight. That have happened are gonna be what we're gonna be covering anyway. So. Yeah. Um which is the recently like last week, Xbox released its first uh direct event it's just purely focusing on xbox and bethesda and and, uh, and Beth- it's called the, what the xbox and bethesda direct developers, developers direct. direct yeah mm. so that got released and uh yeah it's short sweet people were really happy with the format and didn't divulge too much in terms of like if you listen to our last podcast what we were hope what i was hoping for but they, they did drop a uh a, a game that went straight onto day one into game pass by Tango Works. Um, can we talk about that first, or do you want to talk about the the actual event? What did you think uh, of it? Let's talk about the direct things. It's kind of the mm-hmm. overarching topic, I guess. Okay. But, yeah, as we discussed on the last podcast, like we knew ahead of time what games were going to be in it. And, oh, yeah. um, and I think they were kind of. I think they were wise to say, "Look, it's just going to be these games." Don't like expect loads of reveals and stuff. And even then, I've seen some people on on um, forums and stuff. They're like, I can't believe they didn't show Avowed and Perfect Dark and Fable. And I was like, I never said they were going to show that stuff. They specifically mm. told you what games they were going to show so that people wouldn't end up doing that. And people did it anyway. And um, yeah. as we said, like most of the games, neither of us particularly interested in. There was Minecraft. Legends is it? Mm-hmm. Like an RTS game, and neither of us are big into strategy games. Or um, Minecraft, Motorsport, you know, or Minecraft. Mm. Uh, the Forza Motorsport reboot, which looks amazing, but neither of us are really into like sort of simmy kind of races. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Elder Scrolls Online, which neither of us play. <laughs> and the the only game I was like, I was like, it's fine. I'm, I'm, they're showing Redfall. I want to see more of Redfall. And they did a bit mm-hmm. of a deep dive in Redfall, which was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, they didn't show much that I was that interested <laughs> in, but I, I enjoyed the format. But the mm-hmm. format was really good. It was really mm-hmm. well paced. Um, like they just kind of, there's no like host or anything. They just, like each segment is like, right, just hand over to the studio in question, let them talk about their game and sort of intersperse it with gameplay and stuff. I think it was really well done. What did you think? Um, Yeah, I agree. Uh, I was probably one of those guys who was hoping for uh, a, a, you know, like a trailer from one of their games, like a fable or a vowed. But I knew it wasn't going to happen. But you never know, you know, could, they could show something uh, like a like a, tra- a trailer or something like that. 
but uh, overall, I thought the show was pretty well done. I, I enjoyed the format. I think they've learned their lessons from when they tried to do something similar that like this lot uh, last time. Um, you know, cut out all the uh, presenter nonsense. I mean, sometimes it works well. Other times, it's just you don't need it, especially for something like this. So, yeah, I think that's really good. Um, it, it does look like, hopefully, that this is not just a one-off, that they will do this again um, and like by uh, every six months or so, I think. Something similar to what PlayStation and Nintendo do. Because I think Xbox needs it for such a big platform. It's crazy to think that they don't really have their own. Um, because they, they they seem to rely more on like the E threes and the the games um Gamescon and stuff like that. Um, they're kind of like traditionalists in that sort of sense. But uh, yeah, with Xbox acquiring so many studios now, they kind of need these events, uh, their own like sort of uh, focused events, and hopefully. Hopefully it's not a one-off, and we'll see it again. Um, because I'm I'm very much like uh, enjoyed that format, and I enjoyed the uh, event. It wasn't too long, and obviously it's welcome. And yeah, I think they were onto they were onto a winner. I, I saw online on Twitter that um there was a lot of people who liked it, and also some people who didn't, and there were some people who just outright hated it. Uh, and some people just hating it. That sounds like just, Twitter. People hating on it just for the sake of hating on it, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, it's just Twitter, man. You know, you're never gonna never. The day tw everyone's harmonious on Twitter is the day the world ends. So <laughs> the day uh, Twitter yeah. ends, one or the other. Yeah, one of those. But yeah, we'll wait and see what happen what happens. But uh, yeah, if they stick with that, they let that sort of organically grow with that the event. Uh, it could be good for X. It will. It will be good for Xbox. Um, because, like I said, I think they do need their own. Like they keep they they like to show off their games in on 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 an E three or Gamescon or something like that. Or if it's like an anniversary uh, event, that's when they sort of show this stuff. But yeah, hopefully moving forward, we'll see more of this because um, I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. When kind of touching like, on one of the things you mentioned there was also something we talked about um, in the last podcast where they've got so many studios and they can't just have like one PR beat a year and that'd be like around E3 time. Because mm -hmm. even like the TGAs last year, the end of last year, they just they didn't turn up and people mm -hmm. were going nuts over that. And obviously now we know because they're going to do this. That mm -hmm. makes sense. But but yeah, like they've, they've generally been fairly light at Gamescom in recent years. Um, they haven't done an XO since XO19, I think, which is when you and me went to the one in London. Mm. Um, so it's kind of just been like one event a year for the last couple of years until now. And it's just when they've got so many studios, I mean, there's like 23 now, I think. If Even like before the Activision deal goes through, it'll be over 30 if that goes through. They can't just be sticking to one event a year. So I'm hoping this can be like a, like, even if they do it like once a quarter, like do it once every three months, just pick a few games that are coming out in the next like six months, and just say like here's here's a deep dive into a few of the games that are coming. Mm -mm. So hopefully it's something they stick with. They have also said they're going to do one specifically for Starfield as well, but I think anyone knows when that's going to be yet. 
it's, it's yeah. a good format. I, I do think most people were quite positive about it that I saw online. Yeah. Um, they did have release dates for us for most of the games apart from Forza. So that's good as well because um, nothing's yeah, more annoying. When... Coming 2023, didn't it? Yeah, sometime. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Is um was there was there was a surprise announcement and we're going to talk about that now um they did shadow drop uh, a new game a new ip it could be a future big ip for xbox it's received a lot of uh praise good reviews people seem to enjoy, really enjoy it and that is a cool uh, is the game is called hi-fi rush and yeah it just sort of dropped out from no no i didn't even know that they were about the, anything about this game um it's done by uh, Tango. Uh, is it Tango Works? Tango Gameworks. Gameworks. Yeah, they're a Japanese developer, aren't they? Yeah, they did. The uh, they did the... Ghostwire. Yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo and um, the Evil Within games. Within. Yeah, that's a bit of so a, a um, bit of a departure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you haven't it's... seen it, it's very, very like cartoony, cell shaded, mm -hmm. rhythm brawler kind of thing going on. Just having a quick look. If I sound slightly distracted, I just went to look up on OpenCritic to see how it was doing in terms of reviews, because obviously, like reviews kind of trickled out because of the nature of the game just getting shadow mm -hmm. dropped, and uh, it's currently sitting on ninety-one on on um, OpenCritic, oh, which I think is like probably the highest an Xbox game has been for a while. I think Forza Horizon Five was around about that, and um, Light Sim was at ninety, I think. But yeah, it's good to see a game just coming out coming out of nowhere and everyone going, holy shit, this thing's amazing. And just everyone seems to be enjoying it. I wonder if it'll get nominated for a game of the year. Do you reckon? Should. I mean it should be. I mean, but obviously we're still in January, so we have no idea what's gonna come between now and then. But it should games that come out early in the year tend to get forgotten a lot when it gets mm -hmm. to game game of the year season. So hopefully it'll be remembered around that time mm -hmm. but we've both played a bit of it what do you think of it what's been your impression um it's pretty uh um it's pretty fun i mean i enjoyed it it's so uh, different uh i like the characters i like the style i like the theme of it it's just a good time to be had by all i don't want to say too much because we got videos coming out but my overall impressions of it it's been it's, it's, it's really positive it's just refreshing to play something different like that uh when i first saw the the announcement <clears throat> the my, my my first thought went to is uh is um uh jet set radio sort of style mm. um because uh, the soundtrack on that on, on this game is pretty good um hopefully when we put the videos up we won't get like uh <laughs> we won't get copyright claimed or anything well, like tell that. Me so you, should... Tell me you put streamer mode on because there's a I didn't there's a whole option for that. I <laughs> oh, god, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that but it comes up uh, when you start the game, like it asks yeah. you what uh mode you want to start into the mm. soundtrack. And there are licensed songs on there, but then they've got a streamer mode where the uh um, where it's um, all uh, uh in house Tango game works in house. Mm. Uh, audio I, team have made their own I, soundtrack for it. See, you would have think by how long we've been doing this, I would learn to like put that fucking thing on, but I didn't. So, uh, yeah, that was like it's a good thing you got your release in the video, so <laughs> as well. So if that one gets shut down, we we'll have your one to rely on. 
Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's good so far. I mean, you got you got a cat on there, so that's black all good. A black cool. black cat, black cat as well. And I have a black cat, so that's already a big plus in my books. So that's always good for me. Like, I think it's good for Xbox to have such like a surprise hit. I would say on their hands. Mm. Yeah. Um. Obviously, some people have been hating on it. Mostly other particular fans of a of another of other platforms. But um, overall, I think it's been a positive uh, release, and I hopefully if they do another event, that they, they like they do drop a little little golden nugget or something that we weren't expecting like that again, because that was pretty good. I don't expect it all the time, but um, the thing, the only problem with that is if they if they do it again, then everyone's going to expect another game to be dropped. Mm. You know, well, that's the thing. You kind of feel like people might expect it for the next direct as well because this is the very first direct they've done, and then they, they mm. kind of set a precedent. And mm. people are going to be like, "Oh, what are they going to shadow drop this time?" They don't, maybe they don't want to get themselves into that position. But mm, yeah, what, what do you think of the whole shadow dropping it strategy? Just putting it out there because obviously, like, there were leaks beforehand. People sort of knew the name of it. And uh, there was, I remember seeing some uh, concept art a couple of months back. It was supposed mm. to be from it, but either it was a very different game at some point, or that was concept art from something else because that looked like a sci-fi shooter. Mm. And um, yeah, there were like conflicting sort of leaks out there that it was a sci-fi multiplayer shooting game, and then another one like, no, it's a rhythm brawler. And I was like, those are very different games. Yeah. But obviously, we got yeah. the rhythm brawler. Um, so people knew sort of the name, and um, like right before the event, people were like, Maybe it will be announced at this event. Obviously, it was. Uh, but I don't think anyone expected it to shadow drop like that, but obviously, like because of that, there's no sort of like media build up, there's no sort of like months of um marketing and stuff which you usually get for a release, right? Announcement trailers. Gameplay trailers, story trailers, launch trailers, all that stuff that kind of builds up towards release. Obviously, none of that was there for this game. So what do you think? How do you feel about the, the strategy to just go, there it is, go play it? I think it worked well. Um, I think it worked well. It was a, it was a nice surprise, um, especially if you've got Game Pass. You can just download it straight after the event finished. And uh, I, I, I thought it was... Um, it was a nice little surprise. It was a nice. It was almost like a little thank you gift for like your our our, our months and months of patience with, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with Xbox. You know, I know they release games. They you know they they release grounded. That's got a full release and uh, Pendament by uh, Obsidian. That that was that's a game that I don't think enough people are talking about. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that this this has got a buzz going for it because. Uh, it's about like they Xbox have released good have released good games over the um I don't think sorry um high on life is not an exclusive to Xbox I think it's time doesn't it I think so yeah yeah so um so it's good to have like a game where it's you sort of more or less universally been praised and liked um because they need one of those because they can't keep relying on the uh the established games that they got, like the Forza's uh, Gears of War and the Halo, even though like Halo reviewed well, but I see there's a lot of backlash against it now. Um, people want the uh, 
three, four, three studios to they want that IP taken away from them and given to another studio. Yeah, people um, have been asking for that for more than a decade at this point, mate. Mm. Uh, I liked Halo Infinite, so I don't, I don't understand the negative reaction to it towards it. I don't know if the how the multiplayer is doing. I think the multiplayer is a bit, bit uh, not broken, but not I see not many people happy with it. It's not um, broken. It's just that it's um, the progression isn't quite there, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, a lot, a lot of people play battle passes instead of games these days. Like, oh, there's nothing for me to chase. I'm like, play the game. If the game is fun, play the game. Like, yeah, but I've got nothing to unlock. Gives a shit. Anyway, that's completely different. Mm. <laughs> Until that yeah. winds me up because I hate that people are just addicted to battle passes instead of enjoying fucking games. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So um I I hopefully they you know they you know have to do it in every direct, but it was nice of them to like uh to sort of shadow drop um dropped it that game straight onto game pass and it was nice for everyone to play and enjoy um it was trending on twitter it's reviewed well i think they got if they if they play their cards right they got uh a future ip in their hands there um because as much as people some people like grounded because it's a multiplayer online game people sort of want the single player game doesn't count it's not an actual mm. game mm. Yeah, exactly. Like Sea of Thieves is really popular on um a really popular game. I see but a lot of people. What do you do though, Paul? What do you do? That's that's the thing, isn't it? Like you have you have a lot. They have a really like loyal fan base. People who like the game love it. Um, and it's it, it does get a lot of traction on on Twitch. A lot of streamers play um do play it, and it gets a lot of views. But you know, you get the purists or well, purists. That people out there will go well what do these cosmetics do do they give my game do they give my guns a boost uh, a buff do i get anything it, like <laughs> it leans directly back into what i was just complaining about with halo where if people haven't got stuff to chase to unlock then they they don't understand how a game could just be fun because for mm-hmm. them just uh, just like unlocking tears on a battle pass is the fun thing which is just insane to me but you know each to their own but mm. it's just like when people are like, what do you do in Sea of Thieves? And you play it and go and have fun with your friends. Like every time we don't play it, we haven't played it in a, quite a while, but every time it's... we did, we always just ended up having an absolute like, mm. laugh playing I mean, it. And it's changed a lot, you know, like since we last played it, they've got seasons now. They've got actual like, t- they've got a town in there now, a big uh, island town, there's like a city on there. So, uh, yeah, it's changed a lot, and they've added new gameplay elements to it. Uh, you can invade other players' uh, um, uh, games. You have to you have to be willing to have players invade you. I think you have to like hoist a hoist. You have to be in a certain game mode to to be able to do that. So you just don't get randoms invading you. You have to be actively wanting to be invaded. But that's that's good if you want to just have a bit of PvP. PvP. But yeah, anyway. Back on to the to, to Xbox, uh, yeah, I think it was good. When like, I, I can I can um assume that you have the same sentiments as me about the Shadow Drop. Yeah, what, how I mean, do you I feel saw, about it? I saw some people kind of <laughs> people that are a bit too they're they're kind of too deep in the trenches when it comes to like the first party um strategy rather than just like enjoying games. And there are a lot of people kind of lamenting the fact that oh we, we never got like a an announcement trailer and a launch trailer and we never got the chance to build hype and all this stuff. 
I get it well. I can kind of kind of get that, but then like someone else posted, um, which I think kind of encapsulates why it worked, is that it just there wasn't any time to build up negative sentiment around it either. Like that could be like a rhythm a cell shaded rhythm brawler from a team that have previously made horror games would be like if that was announced, a lot of people would be like, What? And they would be instantly kind of not necessarily negative, but kind of like, I don't understand what's going on here. And um and then you wouldn't get to play it for months. So you just have to kind of like take in all the trailers and stuff. And I think you I think there's a possibility that would build up a lot of negative sentiment going forward. And the fact that they just went, right, here it is, go and play it. And it turned out to be really fucking good. I think that's just worked in its favor because it, like I said, it's come out of nowhere and everyone's loving it. And that's that can only be a positive thing, I think. And mm-hmm. we'll see where it goes from from there. You know, maybe they'll sort of like add things to it as time goes by. Don't mean that to sound mm-hmm. like it's a work in progress or anything. It's a full game, all very very polished game as well. It looks amazing, mm-hmm. like especially playing it on the Series X at 4K, and it's just like. It just looks so sharp and clean and colours really pop and everything. And it just, um, the animation works amazing as well. The cutscenes literally look like a cartoon. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's just the fact that they just threw it out there and said, you can play it right now. And people were like, oh, I'll play it, I guess. And then people were like, oh, this is actually really good. I think it's just worked in its favour. Mm. It mm. seems to have had a really, really positive launch, which is always good. Especially for a new yeah. IP, yeah. Like I said, this could, this could be a, a future big IP for Xbox. You know, they got like a surprise hit on their hands, and if they play their cards right, it could it could be some sequels, spin on, you know, whatever. There could be it, it, it could um, be up there with its uh, established titles because um, at the moment, like Xbox, do lack the the certain. Um, game titles like play, uh, PlayStation and, and the Nintendo have like you know Nintendo always got got their Zelda they have got the Mario's even though I and the Pokemon even though I think Pokemon is just the same game you know with a few game game elements and but people seem to love that um but yeah like with the with PlayStation obviously they got the uh, you know the uh, God of War they got the Last of Us they got the uncharted and like xbox have been relying on the gears the the halos sort of like and the uh the, the forza so it's been a bit thin for them at the re- recently um like we always keep saying that they there's so many ips that they have that they own that, you know they just don't seem to do anything with um it's nice that they there's a new like potential big ip for them now uh mm. that's come out um but I, I I do, and that was sort of sit alongside those games. Uh, but yeah, I do like the fact that they 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 you know they're bringing back like Fable and stuff like that, and Perfect Dark, and uh, yeah, also like Golden Eye got released as well on Game Pass. So it's been a good 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 uh good a good few weeks for a uh, good week for Xbox. Um, I think people yeah. are a bit disappointed with, X, with Golden Eye not being online to play multiplayer. Which I hopefully they will add. Switch, <laughs> which is yeah, maybe that was a deal because you know obviously it got released on the the N sixty four. I think what it is is like the the N sixty four games on Nintendo Switch Online 
you do have to sub to their online service to play these games anyway. But I think they've got like a hacky way to make split screen multiplayer work online. I think oh. it's literally just like a part of their emulator. Um, okay. But why the Xbox couldn't also have it? I think it's just the fact that it's a basically straight up emulation with like a higher resolution. That's pretty much it. I mean, it doesn't even run at 60 FPS, it's 30 FPS on Xbox. Mm. I think it's just like pretty straight emulation. Um, so there was like a full on remaster of it years back on the 360 that never got released, mm. which seems to have just been cancelled and forgotten about, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, it's good that you can play it again. And, um, yeah, well, how did you uh, you released a video of it recently? Uh, go and check that out uh, on our channel. But what did yeah, you think of it? I had some, some issues with about the controls. Yeah, I heard you. Like, I wonder if this is going to be a German twin stick controls. And was it? It is twin stick controls. But if you remember back on the N sixty four, obviously you only had one stick. Yeah, horrible. That, that stick moved Straight your viewpoint, and then the C buttons. Were like you're strafing and everything, and mm. um, and then you'd hold down like I think it was the R button, and then it locked your view in place, and then the stick made your reticle move around the screen, which works really well for that game because of the limitations of it. But in this one, when you hold down LT, bring up the cursor, you can still move around, and your viewpoint still moves around the world, so it's completely fucking useless. <laughs> and it's just really hard to like fire off precision shots. Like on the first level with dam level, you get the sniper rifle and you can I always used to like snipe the guards in the towers on the dam and everything, and it's virtually impossible to do it on this. I don't know if there's some other some other control issues. I haven't really looked into the settings menu. I'll have to have a look. Hopefully there's something in there. So at least just have it so that when you hold LT it locks you in place like it used to on the N64, because that was just very good for precision shooting. Yeah. But, I mean, it's Goldeneye. We played Goldeneye to death 26 years ago. It's nice to be able to play it again without binding my N64 and the cartridge mm. and everything. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it's available again. Yeah, so it, it'd be. I was like, I think everyone was hoping for a straight up remake, though, weren't they? You know, like a full, like, you know, um, AAA sort of remake. But uh, that <laughs> didn't that really happen. I think EA but, did that um, on like the PS2, GameCube, and Xbox. Wasn't it just, with Daniel uh, Craig? Yeah, they, they they changed the uh, the lovable Pierce Brosnan with Daniel Craig. Mm. <laughs> it's like okay, what's yeah. going on here? I think yeah. what people wanted was the original game, just sort of like prettied up and sort of made a little mm. bit more modern in feel. And that's not mm. really what we've got. We've just got the original game at higher res. Yeah. But it's a shame. It could have been a lot more, but you know, it could have been so much more. All right. Overall, I think it was a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty uh, successful uh, direct. Um, you know, now they got the foundations there; they could build on something, and we could see more of these. Yeah. Uh, and I think it'd be good. Like I said, there's so they got what twenty three studios. So there's a lot for uh, Xbox to unveil. I mean, we all like I say, they got a lot of pan. They got a lot of uh, pots spinning. They got a lot of plates spinning. Sorry, and we just want to see more of what they got. And it's, I think this is a good way for them to uh, show that. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully I mean, it'll be it's kind of funny because like they've you, you've seen them kind of casting around for trying to find something that works and that felt sort of distinct mm-hmm. from like what Nintendo and Sony were doing. Whereas like Sony just straight up ripped off 
the Nintendo Direct format. Just Ugh. copied it wholesale and it worked. So, you know, why not? And then Microsoft are all like, oh, well, we're going to try this inside Xbox thing with like live audience and hosts and all this stupid chatter and fucking escape rooms and all this crap. And everyone kind of hated it. <laughs> and the whole time people were just like, just copy the Direct, just do what Sony didn't steal it. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what they've done. And it worked. It was, you know, it's it's a good it's a good format that works. It works yeah. for both Nintendo and Sony for a reason. That's because it's a good it's a good format and it's just it's pacey, it's snappy. Just sort of get out of the way of the games and let a couple of the developers talk you through them and show you footage of what exactly what they're talking about. And hopefully they stick with it. Like say if they did it one one a quarter or something, that'd be good. Just stick with it. Don't don't start trying to chop and change it now when you find something that finally works. Yeah, I mean, I, they, they should be encouraged with the positive feedback they receive. So, mm. um, hopefully, um, the whoever's okay in this, Phil, if you're if you're watching this and you're, uh, hopefully you're 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 uh, encouraged, you're pleased and heartened by the um, positive uh, reception they've received, and we we'll, and they'll be doing more of these in the future. Uh, hopefully, they'll do one another one this year. Um, should do. I think they 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 will. Yeah, they should. Yeah, do, well, so. we know there'll be a Starfield one at some point soon. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, within the next two or three months. So at least we know there's one more coming. But hopefully, but they then, make it a regular thing. Like talking about a uh, Hi-Fi Rush, um, I I did notice on on some websites, people, a lot of journalists were asking, "Will this game come onto PS4, PS5?" Um. It's just typical, isn't it? Really, it's uh, when Xbox have a successful game, the immediate question is, will it come onto other platforms? And uh, what we've we've had this discussion before, like with the Tomb Raider, when that got made exclusive, the outrage that some of the fans were um, sp- um, spr- um, sp- um, sprouting was kind of comical, and as you know. Like especially this generation, um, PlayStation have uh, sort of handpicked the titles that they want to have exclusive to their to their to their console, um, timed exclusivity, um, perks and stuff. And I don't see much reaction to that online. But as soon as Xbox have something that other that's remotely like successful, we hear the same. Um, cause for it it to be on to it to be on other platforms or asking if it's going to be on other platforms well we all know the answer to that but yeah. it's always funny it's when it's, it's reputable websites it's not just some bloke off twitter it's actual like gaming website it was some bloke on twitter that kind of collated them which is like the tweet you sent me <laughs> I was just yeah like, well oh, i mean uh, that that was like um, four or five articles that they like, yeah picked out that, that said was, it is hi-fi rush coming to playstation yeah. Like, no, you know it's not going to PlayStation, so why are you making an article about it? Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't read any of those articles. I just looked at the headlines and I just rolled my eyes. I was just like, oh, here we go. Um, they should know that question, and I'm pretty sure the articles will probably say, no, it's not coming to PlayStation or Nintendo or anything like that. I mean, it could come to Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo and Xbox seem to have like a, a sort of a friendly relationship. Which seems to be more in favour of X, uh, uh, play, um, Nintendo than Xbox. <laughs> I mean, like Ori went on there, 
for some sort of for uh, I think Ori in the Blind Forest went on to Nintendo. I think both of them are on both of them. Yeah, so. so I don't know why that deal was made. Um, what did like what, what the Xbox didn't get anything from them? No, think... that was um, the Moon Studios. The developers wanted to put it on Switch, and Xbox mm. were just like, "Yeah, okay, go on then, we'll allow you <laughs> to do it." But I think either I can't remember if it was Phil Spencer or Aaron Greenberg, one of them at the time, said, "Like, we don't want to get into a habit of doing this because then people are going to expect it, and we don't really foresee many, but many games going to Switch." And you could tell they were kind of like, because at that point people were like, "Oh, I guess." Microsoft to go in third party now, and they're going to get games are going to go and switch it, at least the ones that can. And it's like you, you get the feeling they were like, "No, we don't want to have to deal with people thinking that, so we're going to shut that down." But I think those are the only ones that have your two Ori games um, and Goldeneye. Yeah, and Goldeneye, which was I think Nintendo have some kind of stake in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's like they own bits of the code or something, maybe. But like, like already there, obviously had no claim at all to that. That was just like Thomas Marr, I think the guy, the, the studio head from Moon Studios, was like, "I really want to put this on Switch." And I'm just like, yeah, all right, we'll go on then. Um, I don't think there's been anything else. Obviously, there's like the Minecraft games, Minecraft itself, and Minecraft Dungeons, and then Minecraft Legends as well. But Minecraft is a big multi-platform mm-hmm. um, property, and it's going to stay that way. So that's kind of a bit of a outlier mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean I don't foresee Hi-Fi Rush coming to Switch but then if it ever does I'll be like okay sure I'll go mm. I can't really see it yeah you're not going to be going to PlayStation I don't know why anyone would even think there was a chance of that happening it's just a typical like I say as soon as something popular go, is on Xbox people automatically go well is it going to come out on PlayStation um I mean, like, when's when's Final Fantasy? I don't see any articles when that the announcement was made, uh, the um, anniversary, um, Final Fantasy anniversary. We everyone was expecting uh, a port for the Xbox. It got ported to to uh, to, to Steam, but no Xbox. And I didn't see. I saw some people saying it online, like on Twitter, but I didn't see any articles going. This should yeah, be coming no out, on... and, and mm. no people in the media reaching out mm. to Square to say when's when's it coming to Xbox, like they did. Mm. With, like I remember when um, Rise of the Tomb Raider was announced at the time exclusive to Xbox, and literally every interview, like Phil Spencer did right after that, they were like, mm. "When's it coming to PlayStation?" Like as if a fucking head of Xbox is going to ask answer that question, and why are you even asking it? Mm. You know, like. Nobody's asking that about Final Fantasy Seven. Nobody's asking that about Final Fantasy Sixteen. Like people on forums are asking it because they want the game. No one in the fucking media is bothering to ask it at all. They're just like, "Oh yeah, it's kind of exclusive." Oh, yeah, you better buy a PlayStation for that. It's just like, why are you not doing your fucking job? It's just yeah, it's, it's like it's annoying. It's almost like the Xbox fans don't exist, really, don't they? So yeah, it's only PlayStation to cater to them, which. Maybe it's because they're the they are the leading uh console at the moment, PlayStation Five. It's always um, it's always uh, people s- seem to be wanting. P- I don't know if it's just like they want the PS Five more. It's just a more of a cool thing to like people to have to say. 
Uh, but yeah, it's just at the moment, it's a bit annoying. And um, it's like, well, they released a good game. It got good reviews. People are enjoying it. It's fun. You know, instead of saying, oh, good job, it's like, oh, when's it coming to, if it's, it, when's it coming to PlayStation? It's like, oh, God, Jesus Christ. It's almost like where people, like they, some people still want, still believe that it, like Starfield will come to PlayStation. I still see it about, and I'm pretty sure there'll be articles writing about that, about saying, should it come, if Starfield will come to PlayStation or it should come to PlayStation. You know what I mean? Well, I remember but, seeing chatter on forums. Obviously, it's just different. It's people on forums talking. But when, um, when after the Activision um, acquisition was announced, and then sort of like shortly after that, Microsoft came out and said they intended to keep Call of Duty multi-platform. And then there were people on forums like, well, "What does this mean for Starfield? Then does Starfield now come multi-platform? Like, how is that? <laughs> how do you get from A to B there? Mm. Like." It's a completely different game by a completely different company, which has already been announced as an Xbox exclusive. Like the fact that they're going to keep Call of Duty multi-platform doesn't mean now they're going to go back on that. It's just, I think people that have only ever played on PlayStation so used to getting the majority of games that when it's something that a big game is coming to a platform and not theirs, it's just immediately like like they've been insulted or something. Whereas every other platform has had to deal with that, like games don't typically games games would typically skip PC a lot um, up until re- sort of reasonably recently. To be honest, games would skip Xbox and go to PlayStation. Games would skip Nintendo and go to Xbox and PlayStation. It's only when a game skips PlayStation, PlayStation that it seems to be an issue. Mm. And obviously, if you if, you know if you're on that platform and you're missing out on the game, yeah, that's understandable. You're going to be annoyed about it, but that's been the case for everyone else since the beginning of the console market. So, mm-hmm. it's, you know, that's that is the status quo. That is a reality we live in. So you can have to either come to terms with it or buy the other piece of hardware if you can afford it. I mean, that that reminds me of like a. Uh... Hi-Fi Rush got released, and uh, PlayStation also had a game that got released. Uh, it caught, and Hi-Fi Rush seems to have overshadowed it, uh, which is, of course, um, the new game by Square Enix, uh, Forspoken. Um, that had a lot of hype and a lot of marketing, and people and people. Some people played the demo, and some people weren't impressed. It seems to have gotten a lot of that sort of negative uh, feedback. Um, obviously, you got people who liked it. But I f- and uh, it seems like the Hi-Fi Rush is is reviewed much better than the next, you know, than Forspoken, which is you know meant to be like a big AAA um, exclusive for PlayStation. And it's um, interesting to see that like they they both released comparatively at the same like near enough the same time, and it's. It's refreshing to see like Xbox game doing better than a big PlayStation sort of exclusive. Of course, that's another game that um, um, PlayStation money had to keep it off the other to keep it off the to keep it off Xbox and PC. Um, uh, no, that's rumored to be a two-year exclusive, and nobody mm-hmm. in the medium even mentioned it. No, nobody cared. Uh, you can do a Google search with that and. I want to see how many articles you get, like bringing up saying, "Will 
for sp- when was for spoken come to Xbox. I don't think you get many, and you know probably the Xbox really... fan sites. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like... for spoken's been a bit of a weird one because kind of since announcement, it's been like a mix of sort of half people saying, "I'm really looking forward to this" because it's like a next gen exclusive. It looks really impressive. And then a lot of people sort of like, I don't know, it looks kind of kind of janky and I'm not sure it's going to be great. So it's kind of been very muted leading up to release anyway, especially after the demo dropped and most people are quite negative about it. So it's not massively surprising to see like that it's kind of dropped off, but it is kind of interesting that Hi-Fi Rush just came out and completely ate its lunch. Especially like given it just came out of nowhere like that. But yeah, I think... Last I checked, Forspoken was on like 69 on Open Critic or something. Yeah, I know it's pretty low at the moment. It might have picked up at some point. No, it's still 69. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty mixed. Um, I mean, I'd check it out just because I do think like the um, reversal looks quite fun. But I'm not allowed to check it out for two years. Uh, I mean, um, I, I see like... When it was first announced, like the graphical, um, um, for the, the graphical, uh, the graphics were better. And then when it got to the final, the demo, the it was like a downgrade in graphics, sort mm-hmm. of like a sleeping dogs, sort not sleeping dogs, uh, what was that one? Watch dogs, watch dogs, yeah. When that got released, and everyone was like, wow, look at this, the, the graphics look fantastic. And then you get the actual game, and it was just like, oh, it's just a big down downgrade. So yeah. that's what I'm seeing. I've seen similar things with that as well. I watched the Digital Foundry video on Forspoken, and um, it's weird because, like you say, when it was first, it was announced as Project Athia, Project Athia, or whatever, and it did look very, very impressive. And the release game doesn't look anywhere near as good. But watching a Digital Foundry video they did on it, and in places it does look really good. And then in other places, it looks really, really bad. It's just like, it seems like such a mixed bag. Like in places, it looks like an early like PS3 360 game mm. with like um, just low poly walls covered in like repeating textures and stuff. And it's just like, how did that, like, how did that make it through to the release phase of the game? You, I mean, you if put it... it on PS5 up against games like, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and God of War Ragnarok and stuff, and it's like people aren't are going to notice that it looks kind of shoddy. Mm. That's the thing with like PlayStation, like because they've released such like the the bias the bar so high for their first party. So if they do release something that's a bit subpar, people tend do are, are disappointed. Even if the fans are or PlayStation are disappointed because they they they're used to the. Uh, you know, having like some of the uh, game of the year sort of best of the best uh, best looking the games big graphics blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same with like uh, their other their, their one of their other um, exclusives, uh, Days Gone. That didn't like sort of review so well, and obviously the the sequels got shit canned, and I think that's going to be left to uh, in the uh, it's going to be left in the wilderness now. Consigned uh, to the dustbin of history yeah i mean like some people like we have a friend our neutral friend of ours who played it he didn't really enjoy it either didn't think it was Mm -hmm. that good uh so he's a big playstation fan so 
when he, if he if he says that, then you, you probably know that it's the it wasn't a a great game because. Uh, and also, the the writer came out recently and blamed the bad sales on woke reviewers. So you know. Oh really? Yeah, and his game. Why? Why like? Because they didn't like a gruff biker man, a white guy being the main character. You know, because that's that holds back every other game. Every other game of the world, well, so the uh, protagonist does not do. So well. What about Uncharted? That's one of their best reviewed games, last like, series ever, and that's got a white protagonist. I don't think it's got anything to do with that. I think Mate, it's like ninety percent of games have a white male yeah, protagonist. I mean, like it doesn't. That, if the game's not good, or if it's not great, people, you know, you you're allowed to criticize it. You know, it doesn't matter about why the character was is a, a white guy but anyway like yeah it's just just ridiculous but like if you if you like um isekais you you, you should like forspoken uh because obviously there's that's the whole plot she gets taken she gets taken into a different world from the real world into this magical world so um yeah i mean that's a that's a that's a positive obviously uh, i don't own playstation 5 so i i i i, I haven't played it. I've just watched the videos. But, is Isekai yeah. a positive anymore? Man, let's not. Everything's can... an Isekai. Even the Everything. Monster yeah. Hunter movie was an Isekai. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, um, what's her name? Got um, who's the lead actress in that? Mila Jovovich. Yeah, she got Isekai into her <laughs> into the Monster yeah. Hunter world. It's like, oh, <laughs> why can't you just have it set in the in the Monster Hunter world? Just, does it really need like a, a gruff military person? A person to be transported into this world just have it set there man like have you like living in a village or something like that and you have to like you know i don't know it's just a fish out of water thing that they want to explore isn't it yeah it just doesn't really work really well but yeah my anime's done that to death i mean like let's let's, let's move on it's it's <laughs> there, there's some good shows that have that premise obviously like uh what was the one with subaru uh Zero. I like that. I've, um, the first season, anyway. I've not seen the second season, but I thought that was, it's, when it works, it works well. You know, obviously, there's a he 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 has that. There's a club. Uh, he obviously he can relive the day because you know he, he gets killed. He he could die and then comes back again. So that's a new sort of twist on it. Um, so that that works. But I, I, overall, I just think, oh god, another one. I'm taken to a magical world. Please, why can't we just have it set in that magical world? Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's like when, it, when like Call of Duty was big in the 360 gen, everyone was like, "We gotta make our own Call of Duty now." And then like Anisa, mm. same in anime, like a, a format hits it big, and every anime has to be that. It's like probably, I mean, there were Isekai before, but like Sword Art Online was probably the first like mega hit one, and everything mm. after that is like everything's an Isekai. Mm. Like, yeah, so many of them are just so forgettable. Yeah, he and, and, and what's his name? Kiritu gets transported to a lot of magical worlds, doesn't he? He would think he would learn his lesson by now, but not putting a bloody headset on and going into these worlds every time he does that. He says someone seems to want to kill him. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, just just but, play games on a, on a on a console or something, Kirito, For yeah. Christ's sake. I know it's like this. This kid has to get put into these worlds just to solve solve, solve big tech's problems. 
Why can't they just like shut the game down and restart or something? Let's <laughs> take the servers down. That would serve, suit, uh, solve everything. Do a Final Fantasy 14 and just reset everything. <laughs> instead of sending Drop this kid in to go. <laughs> yeah, instead of sending this kid in to find out who's the killer of this person. Oh, no, whatever. But, um... <laughs> yeah, if you must watch an isekai, watch Restaurant to Another World. That's all I'll say. Rest- At least oh, that's a fun one. That sounds. Uh, what, what's that about? Some guy who makes food in another world? Basically, yeah. Oh, wow. There's there's a restaurant from this world, and every Saturday it appears in a fantasy land. And then the people from the fantasy land discover a door into it and go in and have a lovely time and have a nice meal. It's great. Yeah. Everyone should watch that. Yeah. Japan does have nice food. Yeah. Even the food on there and the animes look succulent. So, yeah, why not do that? But anyway, like, uh, anything else we got to say, or should we wrap this up, Mr. Um, I think we've kind of covered everything we set out mm. to cover. Just, you know, stick with the developer direct format, Microsoft, because, mm. you know, I think I haven't really seen much in the way of negative sentiment around it. Everyone seems to be quite positive around it, even if it's like it didn't cover games you're interested. Like 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 we said at the beginning, you and me weren't interested in 75% of the games, but the format mm. works. And mm-hmm. It was still, um, you know, I was still engaged, even watching the games that I'm not that interested in. Yeah, just yeah. stick with it. Now you've got something that works. No need to go back to inside Xbox and do escape rooms and all that kind of crap. Mm. And like um, multiple hosts and everything. At most, maybe you could have like a bit from Phil sitting in front of his shelf so that we could pick it apart and see what he's teasing from his shelf. Because it feels like a while since we've had a shelf tease, Phil. Yeah, he always leaves a little, shelf. He leaves little hidden nuggets in there, doesn't he? And people like sort of go, oh, this could be an, an announcement for. A- uh, a game or a remake or something like that. Why has he got the yeah. Kojima Productions mascot on his shelf? And it, we like found out a year that... ahead of that announcement. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah that's Watch another one teasers. that they they got in the works uh, by um, with uh, Kojima Studios. They got another game in the, that's probably going to be exclusive. I, I bet people are going to be saying, "Well, if that's going to come out on PlayStation." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. that's a future story to look forward to. Yeah, 100%. when is Kojima's Xbox exclusive coming to PlayStation? Because a lot of people thought Kojima Studios will be exclusive to PlayStation, and obviously, like I remember, they released the banner and it had Kojima Studios on there. And I think mm. Kojima said, "Could you take that down because we're not we're an independent studio?" Because <laughs> you don't own us. Yeah, which is good. I mean, he he can he can play the field, man. He's not tied down to any one studio, or he's his own boss. He if he wants to work with Nintendo or if he wants to work with Xbox, PlayStation, he can do that, which he seems to well, be that's doing. The thing. I mean, so. he can go to anyone and just say, give me the big bucks. And they'll be like, yeah, sure. There you go. There's that, big bucks. So well, yeah, that's he what, should definitely do that. That's what Phil's doing. I mean, like Kojima is notorious. Get for, that like, bag. Yeah. And this, Kojima's notorious for going a bit over budget and a bit crazy, but no one's going to, uh, he, he does, the results do speak for themselves. So he's worth the, the indulgence. But yeah, I think um, I think we're going to leave it there, Mister Ross. It's been a bit of a short and sweet one because we're both uh, Ross and I are slightly like tired from escapades. Just call it what it, it is, Paul. Hungover. I mean, we didn't really like. We didn't do any physical. We just sang and we just feel like and <laughs> just drank. But I feel I mean, like I've done a, like a marathon. <laughs> it just feels like we've done a marathon. It's just like oh, <laughs> oh, God. Well, just just give me. Get, Shave off ten years of my age, man, and I'll be up there. I'll be bright as rain. But um, that's the Funny thing, man. Do that, yeah. But uh, 
yeah, we'll be we'll be heading to the London Anime and Gaming Con, which is held in uh, Hammersmith. Uh, so there probably won't be no 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 there won't be any we don't we do it every two weeks so yeah it works out but yeah if you see us about you want to say hello we'll be filming that of course was that that when we filmed that uh con we seem to get a lot of uh feedback and a lot of views so we'll be doing that so if you see us just come say hello and yeah, get um, your face in the video yeah but yeah I think we'll leave it there so thanks for watching thanks for listening um this podcast will be available on most podcast platforms except for apple music but yeah <laughs> we'll see you again next time Bye-bye. bye bye